Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago. And the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product. And we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Your Dream Business Podcast. How lovely to have you join us this week. I hope you are good. So I have another interview. I'm just doing straight up interviews now for a little while. Just like to mix things up. Change is as good as a rest. Um, And as I've done 300 and odd episodes, I think mixing up is not a bad thing. So this week I have another amazing, uh, wonderful human on. Now, most of these amazing interviews I've done happen to be members of my executive club. And now I didn't just bring them on because they're members of the executive club. They all are very good at what they do or otherwise they wouldn't be on. Uh, but it also means I know them really well and hopefully it makes fun interviews. So this week I have the amazing Katie Caldwell. She is the founder of Geek Boutique. Uh, from 2015, she's helped over 150 businesses define their perfect uh visual and digital presence and help them to elevate their brand to the all-important next level. Uh, Her passion is helping small businesses who deserve agency-level design but can't necessarily afford the agency price tag. Uh, And she works with them to develop their strategies, have a crystal clear idea on who they want to attract and how they do it. And she helps them create beautiful brand identities. And when she says beautiful in her bio, I can wholly attest to the beautiful of it. They are stunning. And I have had Katie do some stuff for me and she is just awesome. So please welcome to the podcast, the very lovely Katie Caldwell. Hello. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. I am happy to be here. We were just laughing uh, because Katie's in the exec club and there was a whole conversation going in. Basically, this is how, this is the level of humour that my exec club have, which is perfect. Someone put in the club, I have a question, and one of the other members replied saying, cashew nuts, they're always the answer. Like, and it just, I mean, I agree. I do well, agree. It just went they crazy from there. Which, I mean, you know, we if people are ever thinking about joining my world, they need to know this is kind of some of the levels you get. But that's and how cashew nuts are obligatory. Exactly, yeah. If you, <laughs> if you can't talk about cashew nuts, we're probably not for you. Um, but this is how, like, 
it, it needs to be like this sometimes because if we just all just did work stuff all the time and we're all serious all the time we would lose our minds I swear absolutely so yeah we need to absolutely that's what I love most about it, it gives you a, <laughs> an amazing community to to and be ridiculous with people. exactly they are funny people. we laugh <laughs> a lot which is good which is good uh Katie I've done your little bio there I hate I hate Ooh. reading them as you well know uh <laughs> but just tell us a little bit of backstory because you have a fascinating work history so tell us kind of what yes. you've done and how it got you to what you're doing today so I have had so many different types of jobs over the years. Um, I started as an actor. So I, um, after leaving university, I basically ran away to the circus and <laughs> went to drama school and became an actor for the best part of 10 years. Um, but of course, as a relatively unsuccessful actor, which I was, uh, there was lots of time Some good stuff. around the acting jobs. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, and I loved my time as an actor. It was really, really, really enormous fun. Um, but there's always, there's always lots of time around acting jobs where you have to find other work just to be able to pay the rent, pay the mortgage. And you have to be pretty creative about that. So it was during that time that I started to get really into marketing, um, really into design, which was always a massive passion of mine in a way, um, and, and into web design, which actually one of the amazing companies I worked for really supported me as an actor, paid for me to to learn how to develop websites. Um, and it was when I was pregnant decided uh, to put acting a bit more on the back burner and start my business doing the thing that over the years had given me the most joy and fun mm. <laughs> which was working with with people to develop their brand identity and and websites mm. I don't really look back it's um and a lot of the uh, what I used to love about acting was really getting under the skin of a character so mm -hmm. you you start a play you've got a certain number of lines in the script and around that idea of who this character is you've got to build up um, a full life you've got to find out what their fears are their loves are mm -hmm. their ambitions are um and you you build a story for them and it's a really similar process believe it or not working with brands because you 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 go under their skin, you find mm. out what they really want to represent, mm. how they really want to present themselves. And there's a lot of kind of psychology involved <laughs> with putting out a visual identity that really matches those values. So yeah. there are, I think there are overlaps, a bit tenuous, but I, no, I think, <laughs> I think that makes perfect sense. And I think one of my skills that I've always uh, accredited myself is that I can do that pretty easily in terms of when someone starts mm. to describe a customer, I can put myself in those shoes and go, how would yeah. I feel? What would I think? And that is exactly what you did. Obviously, we just have to like have a brief moment of where did you act that people might know names or recognize ah! things or people want to know that. Surely that is the number one question. Like I was mostly a theatre actor. So unless you saw some, you know, Oh gosh, what are my favourite parts? I am. Um, it's coming up to Christmas. I played the Snow Queen once up at the Stephen Joseph Theatre in in Scarborough, which is Alan Akebourne's theatre, which was a always a big no. wish of mine to act there. And um, I wore this incredible long length white gown, full white makeup. That that theatre is in the round, so it's got steps leading down to the stage. And on my first performance, oh, no, I appeared didn't. at the top in a spotlight 
at the top of the stairs and took a step and fell. <laughs> did not. Oh my goodness. It just it it was it was dreadful. I got up and carried on, but I'd lost all of the uh the fear that the children should have been feeling about me at that point. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is that's everyone's nightmare. That's my nightmare of speaking, is that I trip on the stage and fall over. Cause I would go down <laughs> like a sack of potatoes. Like it would be a very dramatic thud if I fell. I'm absolutely positive of it. Um, but that's awesome. So can you sing as well, Katie? Um, I think I can sing. <laughs> so, there's a, there's a have difference. you had to sing for roles? I have had to sing for oh, roles. Well, you must be able to sing. Yeah. They wouldn't have you do that. <laughs> That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, do you miss it? I mi- I really miss rehearsals. Um, okay. That that kind of creative process where you're working with a team of people. Because the one thing about, and that's you know, it's one thing I value really strongly about being in your club is that you have this community of people around mm. you again because it gets lonely as a freelancer. So lonely. And if you're having yeah. to be creative in your own little bubble at the back of the house. And especially <laughs> a creative <laughs> industry. You know, I worked at marketing agencies before I started on my own. And and I remember those lovely moments in the agencies where a new client would come in and we would all sit around a table and just talk about it and just muse about how we might deal with it. And, you know, oh, this is a nice idea and this is a nice idea. Or when the designers had created something and then we'd all gather around again and give our thoughts. And which obviously the designers probably hated. But um, but there, there's something about the collaboration and creative process that is super, super important isn't it so yeah oh yeah. definitely definitely mm-hmm. and you you can feel you can feel it when it starts to really ebb <laughs> you, yes, you know you, yeah. things come harder yeah and you have to yeah yeah collaboration so, is a must one of the things I love about Katie uh, not only is her sense of humor but she will just drop in in the conversation something random about like where she's worked or who she's worked with or <laughs> met so and so and whatever and it's like you've had this entire life before we knew you of like craziness in this world and also and do you mind me saying that your husband is also in the same industry as in he is theater. Yeah, well, he did in theater yes not not not, not random web design no. <laughs> and he's done some really cool stuff recently in fact and you were sharing some stuff with us if you're happy to share it here yeah no he's I mean he's he's an amazing um creative so he started life as an actor but got a bit bored of acting and moved into more the visual side of um theater making so he got really interested in in mask work and puppet work mm. um and he was one of the original cast of warhorse which was such a huge kind of yeah. explosion onto the theater scene which is actually where we met as well um, 17 years ago 16 years ago something like that and um and from that, that warhorse took him all over the world. He he ended up directing the puppetry in, in productions in America and in Australia um, and then producing his own work in recent years. Um, so his most recent show that's had a lot of attention is um, a theatre, a stage production of The Life of Pi. Mm. Um, and him and his co-puppet designer, Nick Barnes, created these absolutely amazing animal puppets and the the play as well it, the 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 play is just this visual feast of yeah. movement and yeah. puppetry okay. and and actually it's on tour at the moment so if anybody wants to go and see it feel free for, uh the life of pie um, <laughs> so i'm interested because he is so creative 
uh, now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that my husband has a lot to say about marketing and thinks he's an expert and he's not, he's an engineer and is so very far away from the creative sphere. So when he comes and gives me his opinion, we always kind of laugh a bit at him giving me my, his opinion. Um, but does your husband then, because he is so creative, is he like over your shoulder looking at your sites or looking at your brand and going, oh, I'd tweak that if I was you? Yeah, he would if I let him. So I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, try it. <laughs> because because as much as he knows about how to make a really convincing tiger puppet, yeah, he doesn't really understand the world <laughs> of branding. Of, of branding, so yeah. um, he would he would give a bit of kind of off the cuff. Oh, that colour's a bit strange there, and and it, <laughs> it wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't have necessarily kind of understood the process of yeah where that comes so, from. Although, obviously, I could talk about your past life, Rachel, that isn't the reason you're on here. <laughs> um, so let's talk about branding, because one thing that I always find really interesting, and we've had people on before, and I've talked to people before, about branding and how when you're a small business, or when you're starting out, or when you're doing all that, you people put very little mm. thought into that brand. So why... If someone said to you, why should I pay attention to creating a brand for my business? Why can I not just whip up a logo on Canva or get someone to do it on Fiverr and just shove that logo on everything and doesn't matter about the fonts or the colours or the anything else? What what would you say to convince them otherwise? <laughs> Bear in mind, we've only got uh, <laughs> like 40 minutes. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I, it, it's a constant bugbear of mine, I suppose, that people underestimate the, the the value of investing in branding. It's the foundation of your business. You know, it, it dictates who you are, who you speak to, what you offer, what you want to achieve. It, I, th- I, I personally think it really deserves investment. Mm. Um, and I do also think you see the return on that investment. It's, I often say it's a bit like um, building a house without any foundations. Yeah. So, a few years down the line or a few months down the line you're going to see cracks um and that you know it it it, it, well its integrity will be compromised Mm -hmm. and nobody ultimately is going to want to move in or live there or maybe even come and visit yeah but if you if, if you if you build the house on really firm foundations if you develop a really strong brand strategy either by yourself you can try to do it yourself or you know or with a a professional that house is going to grow with you Mm. and um, it will be a constant ambassador for your business. And everybody needs that. There's not one business I can think of that doesn't need a clear, strong brand identity. And it, it is odd how it is pushed down the list of priorities when it comes to people investing in starting Mm. up businesses. Um, Well, you know, that said, if you don't have the budget to invest in, a professional and um, you can have a go at doing it yourself you know you, mm. you too easy if I came to your house you could probably cook me a really nice dinner but it I'm might not be as good <laughs> yeah but it might not be as good as if a you know Michelin star chef no, came and made no the I'm not that good <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it's the same thing really you know you can if, if you've got a degree of a visual eye if yeah. you um if you have the ability to step away from your business enough to see what it's like from the outside, mm. then you could try, but is it worth the time? And is would you get a better return on your time and your money by hiring a professional? So I've got a couple of questions that I've just uh, that thought about. 
the first one being how do you and I've had this quite a few times and I do not know how to answer this question how do you tell someone they haven't got an eye when they think they've got an eye <laughs> or how do you like because some people and we have this amazing tool we have Canva we have Adobe Express we have these which when I started in marketing and when you started doing what you did mm. they did not exist there was no, no you had a designer or you just yeah. didn't do it right because you didn't have the facility to even attempt to make something yourself so yeah now we have these amazing tools but the problem with these amazing tools is that people give it a go and it's awesome because they don't have to pay but it's god awful or <laughs> they don't think about so there's an example I give which I'm not going to Okay, yeah, I can't. Otherwise, it's like, not that I think this person listens, and they're actually a member of my family, but they created a brand (laughs) that was uh, aimed at a very male industry, and their Mm -hmm. logo was a butterfly, and it was uh, (sighs) a very feminine colour. And it's like, so yes, they love that, and that was awesome, but they weren't necessarily thinking about who they were targeting and what they would resonate with. And and I'm not saying this person's got terrible design. It was just not the right one for this thing. But also, what if they have got terrible design? What if actually what they put on is just God awful? Like, how do we have that conversation? And how do you try? Or how can people audit themselves to go, actually, am I really bad at this? It's hard to audit yourself, isn't it? Especially if, yeah. you know, it's, it's like the can I sing thing. Maybe I think I'm an amazing singer, but nobody else will enjoy, yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah. the sound of my voice. Um, I, I mean, I do often come a- across this. Often people will approach me and they'll they'll want me to create their website. And they'll say, well, I've already I've done my brand already. Here, here it is. Um, and my heart falls because <laughs> I've got, you know, it's, it's much harder to create a consistent look across all digital media when the brand isn't there in the first place Mm. so I'm gentle (laughs) I uh, I'll point out the reasons or I'll ask questions you know why is it do you feel that you feel this Mm. these colors you know attract you so we'll we'll, um we'll enter the conversation of strategy and strategic use of their brand by 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 asking questions around it and often Mm. it becomes clear that it does need adjustment that it does Mm. need defining more it's yeah. I mean it's, it's one of the biggest mistakes I see with branding mm-hmm. in terms of the you know the logo mark is that people well first of all people think that's all branding is yes. a logo just a logo um, yeah as opposed to everything that surrounds it uh, that, that you present yourself visually with but also um it's not about what you like yeah it's I've seen so many busy logos with kind of watercolor splodges here there and everywhere and mm-hmm. um and and you know scrawly cursive text that actually you can't read no. is yeah. that is that speaking to the client that you want to attract or is it mm-hmm. just because you've been able to 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 wrap this up in half an hour in Canva and it looks pretty yeah that's not the right priorities and um, also- you need to approach it from a much more business standpoint and sometimes it's okay to have something you like. So for instance, oh, yeah. I love, you know, it's a strong word. I love my branding actually. And you know that we've done some work with it recently, but you know, I do really like my branding and I do think, you know, the colors are colors that are in my home. Like, you know, it fits. However, it's not off-putting to my 
my customers. So it's not like I just created something I like the look of. I'm assuming you like your branding and it's very beautiful. And again, it really fits with you and who you are. So it's Mm -hmm. not that those two things are, you know, mutually exclusive. Like you can have something you absolutely love and it fits with your perfect audience. But if there's a choice between the two, you kind of have got to think, well, if this is going to put off my audience, then is it really the best thing that I should have? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for you, for the, for the work that you do, you know, you're selling um, a, a service where people have experiences with you on a daily basis, you know, how yes. your brand should embody you yes. and should feel like an extension of yourself because of the nature of what you do. Yeah. It's not the same with everybody or everything. No. Um And that's what the work that you and I have done, where you've taken my brand and because it wasn't, and it was actually my very lovely uh, friend and coach, Mary, who went, it's a bit, it's so samey, your stuff. Like, you know, it's nice, it's perfect, but it's a bit too perfect. And it's a bit too like (laughs) average looking. And because I have you know, it's never nice to hear, is it? Average looking. Nobody wants to be average looking. And you know what? It's like, you know, but I got it. I wasn't in any two minds of like, well, you're wrong. I was like, yeah, you're right. And, and I was somehow losing, I wanted to show, and this is the thing that's so complex about branding and especially if you're branding yourself, I wanted to show the serious level of my education and my knowledge. And actually I'm the real deal. I know this stuff. I have a degree in marketing. I've worked Mm. in this industry forever and a day. And, you know, (laughs) and look, I am serious and you can take me serious. But what I missed was the fun element and the the personality element, which is a lot of the reason why people would come to me, like I was saying at the beginning of this interview, like, you know, the chat in the group. Like, obviously that chat goes on because that is who we are as people. So I was missing that element. So you were able to take what I had already and... And and actually, this is probably a really good point to then talk about what the difference between a brand and a logo is, because Mm. you could argue that you took what effectively was a logo and helped me create a further brand around it. So when people are thinking about brand, what should they be thinking about rather than just a logo? So logo comes so far down the list. (laughs) <laughs> the list mm. in my book um because how you know how often do people actually interact with the logo um unless you're coca-cola yes, <laughs> um, yeah. and you know actually you know that's that is a point product branding <clears throat> is a different thing yeah um to service branding um and and does kind of incorporate a slightly different approach but your 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 logo should be the mm. little the little um you know post on the front of your door saying this is me, this is who I do. It should be instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should represent your values, attract your customers, attract your ideal customers. Mm-hmm. But think of everywhere else yeah. you show up with your brand. Think of social media, think of your website, think mm-hmm. of um networking with people. Yeah. Um, you know, can, can come down with you know, presentations like when I speak. Presentations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Workshops. Mm. Um, proposals, even I've sending just invoices. Done a, a workbook you know. for my event next week. You know, that's got my branding on it. Like, but like you said, the 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 chances are you will never see my logo alone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You and never and if, you on did, its own. if that was if that was the only representation of your branding, your branding would feel quite mm. barren and mm. frankly not very professional. You want you want to be able to 
um, voice the experience of who you are and mm-hmm. what you represent as much as you possibly can at every avenue. And that's going to mm-hmm. repeatedly hit home to your clients or your potential clients. This is me. This is why you want to work mm-hmm. with me. And the the, the biggest um, mistake I see in terms of branding as a whole is inconsistency mm-hmm. is where you, you, you know, your, your invoices that you send out don't look like they belong in the same <laughs> world as the social feed you've got going on mm-hmm. or within your social feed, you know, yeah. you, you're a bit trigger happy in Canva and you've got a bad problem of shiny objectivitis. That's not a word, yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, I've heard it be called shiny object syndrome, but we'll go itis. That's fine. <laughs> Sounds more contagious. Yeah, you're like. right. Yeah, I'm going to stay away mm. from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, so you you know, you could produce a post that looks amazing, and you've thrown yeah. all these colours and all of these different fonts, and wow, it's 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 amazing, mm. and it looks nothing like anything else in your feed, nope. and that is going to make people confused. Ultimately, yeah. they're not going to know if if you keep shouting out different messages they're not going to know what you represent mm. or what you really offer and, and you're losing that trust your idea yeah, yeah you're totally. you know because especially with online businesses and when i say online i often mean memberships courses coaching but but i generally yeah. now actually mean being online which every business is if yeah. someone's first if they're finding out about you first and even things like, you know, if I go to a restaurant, one of the very first things I do is go to their Instagram feed and look at their food on their Instagram feed or look at their website. And if, if you're thinking about engaging with someone, buying off them, using their service, if you are getting like these mixed messages, you're like, is this right? Are these the same people? Well, this seems odd. So that, that miss kind of, you know, consistency of brand, like you wouldn't see Coca-Cola's things in different colours on their cans or... Uh, yeah. or well, know, they tried in the 80s stretched. repeatedly, didn't they? And it failed like a yeah. lead balloon. It was just, yeah. You know, or a stretch logo or, a you know, yeah. something else or the font wrong or you the colour. Obviously, the colour is distinct. But, like, you wouldn't. And just because you're a small business doesn't mean that you shouldn't treat that the same way. Absolutely not, because Mm. as a small business, you want to be grabbing every opportunity that you can to keep reiterating the strength of who you are, what you do, how you do it. And that is what brand does. Yeah. So I since I started, I have had three or four new logos. Mm -hmm. So obviously I had an agency, so that was different right at the beginning. And then I, so I had THW Marketing. It's a terrible name for an agency because when you type <laughs> THW Marketing into Google, it respond, changes it to the, because it thinks you've spelled it wrong. Oh, and, oh, oh no, it's not good. Anyway, <laughs> so I had that, then I had a Teresa brand and then I've had a different Teresa brand. And I think I may have had two or three Teresa brands. I'm not sure. Um, but within my Teresa brand, I have had a few iterations of color and look and feel. And what you've just done now is you've just, and really we focused on social media. We weren't changing the website. I didn't particularly want to go in. I mean, I can change elements in the website, but I didn't want to go in and create a whole new website. So it's not that I had to do that, but it was like, how can I take what I've got, but make it more me, more interesting, more sexy. Cause that was like, you know, not me more sexy as in the brand more sexy. Um, <laughs> but like, how do I know I knew why I wanted it, but how does someone know that they need to look at their brand again? And does that mean they've got to change everything and it's going to cost an absolute fortune? 
no <laughs> no it Your doesn't answer. next question um, no joking <laughs> <laughs> so so i mean so you you know that your brand is struggling if you are struggling with your brand i suppose yeah. if 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 every time you have to post something on social you get the ick because you know you can't portray the um message that you really want to portray with the tools that are currently at your disposal it feels limited it doesn't feel like it necessarily represents your voice anymore because mm-hmm. yes brand strategy is important establishing those foundational kind of blocks at the start of your business are really important. Doesn't mean they're not going to change. Mm. Doesn't mean that um, your business isn't going to grow and evolve. And sometimes your brand needs to evolve mm. with it. You know, if you're if you're if you're now looking at attracting a different type of client yeah. because your services have diversified, then that might mean that you need to mm. relook at your branding. So it's. I, I think people often innately know when their branding doesn't mm-hmm. feel right for their brand anymore, because as a business owner, you know your business better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like how you're visually and verbally <laughs> betraying mm-hmm. yourself isn't a match with who you now are, then it's time to yeah to relook at how you're you know betraying yourself. And also one thing we were struggling with, and I know this isn't, your ordinary services but obviously you you know you know me and and you were happy to work with me on this but was that we were getting stuck on how the post should look so even though I have Becky Mm. who helps me with my social media I still complete control freak uh (laughs) create a lot of the look and feels for my posts so I'm still the one who goes into Canva when I want to do something far more important I go and procrastinate in there and I'll spend too long coming up with different designs which I then send to Becky and Becky then uses them to create my content ongoing and I was getting to the point of I don't know what the hell I'm meant to be like I don't know how this is meant to look and I would create different things. And I'm like, oh, that's okay, but that doesn't really look like me. Or actually, I'm tired of making it look, this is so boring looking. So I got to a point where I needed something new and a bit more exciting. And mm. because I was getting tired of, of creating stuff or coming up with a look and feel that I liked. And what was so awesome about going to someone like you and having a you know this is another reason why you would consider investing in a branding person is that you create all the bits I need. So there's another brand that uh, Katie's created for me, which isn't live and it won't be live by the time this podcast comes out, I don't think. And if I get my way, it might not ever be live. (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared to put it out there, but I will put it out there. (laughs) But I created a logo, put myself in Adobe, you know, did the thing that we don't want to do. And it wasn't horrific, was it? It was- No, not at all. When I sent it to Katie, there was immediately things that like just the lining and the spacing and actually, you know, a few different things. So she tweaked and changed that, which was great. But then what she was able to do is come up with a whole host of look and feel and creative ideas for social media. But then what she was able to do is give me all of those elements. So instead of me having to go and search for, well, okay, this is like one post I've got. How can I make other posts look like it? I was able to then go, okay, well, I could use this color, this image. It's almost like, let me think of a good analogy. Like, it's almost like, you know, when people do like a capsule wardrobe, definitely not what I can do. Like, I don't have it. I've always wanted to be one of those people really badly I am not one of those people (laughs) but like you know how people do have a capsule wardrobe and yet they can make like 40 different outfits from it that's basically 
what you're doing from a branding point of view you are and going that is how you should think of yeah approaching social media I think because you don't want the shiny object of itis <laughs> where, <laughs> where you just see a new illustration in Canberra and think oh I need to have that that's pretty yeah. woof. and that doesn't do anything for you and your brand you you need to decide on the parameters mm. um and doesn't mean you can't be incredibly creative within that and have no. you know you've, you've got lots of designs now that you can use yeah. but they all live within the same universe yes um and they're all they're all p- pushing the, your look and your mm. audience towards a certain point and it's um, also and working with the assets that we have or that someone wants to have so for instance I have a ton of photography right because I'm so vain I love a photo of myself I don't um, <laughs> but I do have a lot of photography and therefore one of the elements when I worked with Katie was I have got a ton of photos of myself so whatever we create I need my face on them. Whereas it might be on my other brand, it's illustrations. And that's lovely because the illustrations go through everything. But it might be that, you know, with your look and feel that actually a branding person can actually go, this kind of elements or these parts could be brilliant for your brand or these types of images. or And actually, this is what we see all the time in terms of like, in fact, I was looking at someone's website this morning and they'd used a stock image and it just didn't fit and it didn't look right and it didn't go with their brand and it didn't yeah. like that. And, and therefore it gave me, it was on their sales it's page. It's disconcerting, isn't it? And yeah. people people underestimate how the negative impact that a really rubbish stock image can, yeah, can, can do yeah. to, to something like their website. So tell us then taking that brand into the website yeah and and how that works well so it's it my my ideal situation is that I have created the brand as well because by mm. the time by the time you're going to the website you are literally hitting the ground running you know the design language that you've adopted um and it's exactly that it's it's um it's expanding the brand mm. to its ultimate showcase really which is your website you know your website is the little corner of the internet that Mm -hmm. you have absolute control over and it is your opportunity to be able to really hammer home everything that you believe and you want for your brand Mm um and ultimately you know I mean I I never I'm I'm never worked with templates because I really have a strong (laughs) belief that every company deserves its own bespoke look and feel um and that's where the brand comes in every Mm -hmm. personality I create I think has a very different personality um and it's about the companies and the businesses um priorities and visual look rather than my tastes or the clients tastes necessarily it's about the brand I just want to touch on that because there are certain people that are in a creative industry or a web designers or where you can spot their work a mile off and that is not a great sign of a web designer do you know what I I I might argue with you there go on then let's argue (laughs) (laughs) you know you know what you're getting with them yes so if, if you, you think like that, that style look, represents me if you like yes. that looks then but fine it's not but it is more about them than than you maybe you're right yeah. in the first place yeah because it is more about them than you so you're going you're, you're not creating something purely bespoke for you do you not think as well 
so the way I liken this to my world is I used to go and speak on social media and how to do social media. And then they would have, and the reason I could speak on social media is because I had worked with lots of different clients doing their social media for them. And then you'd get people coming in going, I'm an Instagram expert because they've grown their own Instagram. And it's like, no, you are an expert in growing your own. That does not mean you can take your knowledge and what you know and give it to a company that I used to have a company that I worked with that did telescopic slides like what the hell man and when I say slides I don't mean slides as in for kids <laughs> I mean like you know on a car when you move your seat back and forward like yeah. not the electric ones the old ones that this that's the most slide. interesting thing I've ever found out about you Teresa it, that's honest- <laughs> honestly I'm full <laughs> I'm full of this information like you know the world I've lived in the other company I've marketed are chickens I'm not even kidding processed chicken food like chicken nuggets and stuff I mean uh, you know it's just glamour personified literally (laughs) like I don't know how I did it like I don't can't believe I left those industries um but the thing is what makes me a good marketer and you a good designer is that it would be so easy to do the sexy beautiful stuff that like is in line with who you are and how you look and whatever but for me a sign of a good web designer and a good branding person is that actually there isn't a standard look and feel because that just means they've got their own and they're replicating some others and like I said and if those people are exactly how you want to look and feel then great you've got a perfect person but that you do stuff like you've done stuff for Michelle who was on the podcast a few weeks ago and her tiny shell media which I just love that website so uh we'll put a link to it in the show notes um but then you've done stuff for lawyers and for very serious businesses where you couldn't and wouldn't use this very bright, fun, almost childlike in a way, look and feel. Um, so for me, that's how you, that's how I see a real sort of designer and a real brander and a real website designer who can who can make something create just for those people. So I think, I think I'm right in that argument. (laughs) Thank you, Teresa. (laughs) But yeah. And, and I, that is what I enjoy. I enjoy, like Mm. I said about, you know, going back to my acting days, I enjoy getting under the skin and creating something new every time. And yeah, I mean, there there are lots of designers who stand by wholeheartedly saying that, you know, I I want to attract clients to me that Mm -hmm. want my style but you are taking a shortcut there. You are mm. not addressing your brand's real needs. You're going on that instinctive, oh, I like that. I want to look like that mm. rather than going back to that strategy yeah. drawing board yeah. where yeah. you're thinking, is that, I might like it. Is it the right choice? And and the truth is, if you decided that you were going to only go down a niche in a particular area where it was female business owners in the online space and therefore look and feel were similar-ish, all that experience you've got is still massively impactful on what you're doing today. So that is never lost. The fact that you've had to, the fact that I had to market chicken and slide and like <laughs> slide, the fact that you've had to yeah. do things for lawyers and web design, not web design, um, Facebook ads people and all that is adding to your skill set and your ability to get under the skin of who that person is, which is the thing. We live in a world where 
we can buy a course on everything. We can watch a video on everything. But the thing that that doesn't give us is someone who understands us and that person to go, yes, yes. that's awesome, but actually that's not right for you. Or yes, that's awesome, but I tell you what would work better. And that's where paying for anything can make a world of a difference. Yeah, the joy of working with somebody on an aspect of your business. You know, I've I've seen that through coaching. I've seen that through mm-hmm. other investments that I've made myself. It's um, there's there's only so much you can mm-hmm. or you should do for yourself by yourself. It's it's it, um, ambition for your business mm-hmm. means you're you should be ready to invest. You should be ready to invest mm-hmm. in it and in you in order to. To, to produce the best results you possibly mm. can um you know and there's you want to be a good proud. thing to be celebrated you want to be proud when you put your brand out there. you want to be proud when you yes. put your website out there yeah. you don't want to be like oh god this is awful or you don't want to think that other people are thinking that because that's just and, you're not and you know that you know that feeling if you've had it mm-hmm. you know you know the fact that maybe you've not put your your um website link in your bio because you're too embarrassed about how out of date it is exactly. about how it doesn't represent your voice anymore yeah and it's just such a wasted opportunity mm-hmm. you know you will never know how many yeah. leads you miss out on mm-hmm. because your website isn't working for you in the way that it should because if yeah. it's working the way that it should it's the lowest paid member of your staff you will ever have yeah yeah you know because it's and a it, it's a sales manager it's a it's um it's a receptionist it's a leads yeah. manager it's a and it will pay it, you it, it does so much for you mm, yeah, yeah absolutely over the time absolutely. and I know it's a big investment I really do but this is your shop window this is like you not you know if you had a physical bricks and mortar store this is like you not opening the door or not putting anything in the windows or not putting a sign Mm. above the door this is like yeah you know you do there are certain things in business that you should invest in and this your brand your look your feel your website is one of them so I'm really conscious of time oh go on no 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 go on (laughs) I I think people I think people are um less enthusiastic or no because they think they can DIY it now because Mm. of the platforms that exist like Wix and Squarespace that yeah. give you kind of an easy in they see investing in a, in, in a website as superfluous mm. um but it's the best investment in my humble <laughs> opinion yeah at a certain point that you can do for your brand because otherwise you are wasting time and money and putting something together that mm. doesn't do you the justice that could yeah. it, you know that, that could be being done um so 100%. that's my my no, worth. and I think it's <laughs> totally valid and I think if you if I look at someone's site and they haven't invested in themselves I really question whether I should invest in them and I'm Absolutely. serious Absolutely. you know looking at like some of these sales pages I've been reviewing over the last few days so I've been doing some calls with people like when they say to me we're not selling enough I'm like straight away if you could improve yeah. that you could increase your sales without doubt. So I'm super conscious of time and I can't let you go without saying something that kind of made me howl and was just brilliant. (laughs) So I decided to write a blog. Now, again, if you followed me for a while, you know, this is not my skill set. And I spent ages writing my blog, feeling very proud of myself, duly proud of myself. (laughs) Like, well done, Teresa, patting (laughs) myself on the head. And I put it on my site. I mean, I have a team. I don't know why I didn't get anyone to do this, but I put it on my site and I went through and I did all the thing. And I have a WordPress website, even though I use Kajabi and I love Kajabi and we'll link up to Kajabi in the show notes. It'll be an affiliate link. Um, And I adore it and I use it for the rest of my business. However, my website is on WordPress because of 
there are some limitations to obviously having a system that does it all like Kajabi. So I go on and I have Yoast. And if you don't know what Yoast is, it's basically, I mean, I'm going to say the very layman's version of it, but it's the thing that basically <laughs> says how good your SEO is. And obviously yeah. SEO is the thing that how people find you when they type something into Google. So I went into the into our exec club group because sometimes I ask questions as well. Like I need their help as well. And I said, I've done a blog, feeling very proud of myself. Um, and I've got it as to amber. So there's red, amber, green on this Yoast thing that basically, obviously, as would make sense, green is the best red's not and I said I've got it to amber like how do I get it to green generally into the groove and someone replied going you know you just can't greens are hard to get amber's great and Katie replied going I'll get it to green give me a login <laughs> I, I never challenge and within <laughs> minutes and I mean minutes she replies in the group done green like we were all like <laughs> what the hell what wizardry magic did you use to get that green <laughs> And it's super important that it's green, like if or if you can get it to green, because that's how you write a blog for people to find you. And that's how they're going to find you. So just and you're actually coming to do some training in the club on our uh, saw day about this thing, because this is really important. And this is this is where you are like a unicorn, Katie. I have dealt with lots of web designers in the past. I've always wanted to be a unicorn. You are a a unicorn. Thank you. Um, you can do the most beautiful branding. You can create technically brilliant websites and you can do completely tech wizardry stuff like SEO. <laughs> Those two skill sets are not, they are not the same side of the brain. They are not normally things that you can do together. So the fact that you can do all three is amazing. Just tell us like just one or two little tips that if someone has done a blog, what are the kind of key things that they miss out on to get that blog ranked? So it actually is coming up in searches. So keyword is all. So mm-hmm. pick a keyword. I mean, why people blog is for, for lots and lots of reasons, but one of the biggest um, good factors about blogging is that it, it's really good for SEO. If you choose the keywords that you want to rank for, then you write blogs around those keywords and make sure that keyword is in your meta description, which is the little snippet that um, is directly related to Google to summarize the contents of the website. Within Yoast, for example, there is a whole window for you to optimize the the, the meta description, the slug, which is um, the kind of the raw URL mm-hmm. wording, the page title, your keyword should be in all of these things. Your length of things matter so your your meta description shouldn't be too long it shouldn't be too short again Yoast is really good at being a guide for if you're Mm -hmm. overstepping or understepping here then within the blog content yourself Google ranks things based on how useful they perceive that information to be based on the keyword that you're looking for so mm-hmm. make the article useful yeah. <laughs> don't make it over complicated don't make make don't write really long sentences make them um short palatable easy to digest break your content up into smaller paragraphs use loads of subheadings put your keyword in some of those subheadings mm. so the information that you're um relaying is really interesting to find yeah um what else could you, you do? put oh, some links. links yeah yes that's what i do the links have. are a biggie yeah links are a biggie so you sh- your every post should include 
internal links to somewhere else within your website. So cross refer with another blog or 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 um or link out to your contact page. Always mm-hmm. a must because you want people to contact you ultimately. Um, and also put some external links in because that proves to Google that you've done your due diligence, that you're referring mm-hmm. to other people. It's an informed piece of advice that you're giving. So it could be anything. It could be a Wikipedia mm-hmm. article about something you talk about or a yeah. tours guide to Lisbon if you mention going to Portugal. Who knows? but include them, include images, put alt tags on your images. I mean, there are so many things. I have created, because I'm kind, um, a a document that you can get from my Instagram and from my website um, that that gives the key pointers on how to make a blog SEO. You're amazing. And we will make sure we link up to that in the show uh, show post. Show notes. Katie. (laughs) Show post. post. The show post. Show post notes. Notes post. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. I was re-listening to Shannon's interview. I don't often re-listen to my interviews, but I was re-listening to Shannon's interview because someone posted into the group something about dogs. And I was like, what? And obviously I do so many of these interviews that I can't remember half of them afterwards. And I had to go back and re-listen at the end was just like some rambling that Shannon and I had about dogs and what a nightmare they would and all this. So now this is going to be like show post, (laughs) post shows, notes, like this is the rambling at the end of this interview. Um, Katie, where can people find out about you? Um, they can go to my website, which is keepboutiquedesign.com. Um, and I am often on Instagram. So love my it. handle is at keepboutiquedesign. And I love Instagram. that name as well, Geek Boutique. It says exactly the two things that you're brilliant at. That was, that was found by my, um, I was sharing a dressing room and I couldn't find a name for my company. And she's now quite a successful comedian. She came up with that name for me. So I'm that forever grateful to Katie Norris. Hands out to her. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you see how, like, she's just sat in a dressing room with a comedian. He's like, like this is what I mean. It's just, it's just like, oh, yeah. Well, when I worked on so and so, you're like, what? You worked on where? So I love it. <laughs> Katie, I love you to bits. I am so grateful that you're in my life. And uh, I love the work that you've done with me. Please do go check out Katie. She is just wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. So if you enjoyed this week's episode, please do come and give uh, myself and Katie some love. If you want to share this episode, please do, especially people who are writing blogs, let them know, because like I said, she's a genius and you can get that download. Uh, We'll link up to it in the show notes and obviously go check Katie out and you can find it there. Um, I will be back next week for another interview. I would tell you what it's about, but I'm not sure at this point. I can't remember. (laughs) So have a wonderful week and I will see you then. Take care.